how on earth could we expect to raise leaders of our own without talking about Ferris Bueller? I mean, it's an obvious connection. So stay with me for a second. I have a point to this crazy concept, but we're talking about life lessons from Ferris Bueller. Okay, so I miss the 80s and 90s. I love the movies that came out of those generations, one of which was one we all watched. And today we're talking about some of the learnings that might be counterculture that came from the movie Ferris Bueller and why they are amazing teaching points when it comes to raising luminaries. So stay with me. And if you love the movie, this might be one you're bringing back into your repertoire and reliving the magic of an 80s movie. All right, let's raise them up right. You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. And this episode is dedicated to raising luminaries. If you listen to this show, you already know that it's not about you anymore. As a leader, a real luminary, you're here to deeply impact others. I feel it too. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, a business leadership strategist and mom who's passionate about raising up that next generation of leaders. Looking at my three kiddos, I realized that I wanted to do entrepreneurship differently for them. Society is failing the next generation, and once a week on this show, we're doing something to change that. Whether you're a parent with your own little luminary or you want to heed the call of impacting those trailing you, this short but sweet episode will give you guidance and inspiration you can bring around your dinner table or into your community. You want to create your legacy? Here's where you start. Let's raise them up right. Okay, so this concept might leave you feeling like how on earth does this connect to the idea of me being here to learn how to raise leaders of my own. But I will connect the dots for you. So Caitlin on my team, she shared this story with me, and I felt like it was really worth the discussion on the podcast, especially in relation to raising luminaries. So her preteen age daughter came home from school one day asking to watch the movie Ferris Bueller. Her friend had told her about it and said it was funny, and she thought it would be a great option for their Friday family movie night. How thrilled must Caitlin have been that her daughter came home wanting to watch a movie that I'm sure Caitlin watched when she was younger, too. So she was telling me a little bit about it, and she was saying that they're in this weird stage where kids' movies are too babyish for them, for her daughters, but they have to really vet the next level of movies and messages that are in them. So movies that are rated PG in the 80s are not the same PG rating of today. So she went on a site, which I, when she told me she did this, I flashed back to in a cold sweat to when my my family used to do this to me. But there's a site, the one that we used to go to as kids, I'm talking like back in the 90s, my aunt and uncle, I remember them going to kidsinmind.com. I don't even know if it still exists or if there's a different version of it, where it talks about Uh, And parents report back on the language that's used in the movie and the messages and the scenes that you might want to fast forward and the marker in the movie of when you'd want to do that, the age appropriateness, what lessons are being taught, all that stuff on the site. So Caitlin went to one of those sites to kind of vet it for her girls because she, you know, wasn't remembering all the specifics of when she watched it through a very different lens in her earlier years. And one of the quotes from a parent on the site where they were reporting back was this. It said, although funny, Ferris Bueller romanticizes the idea of skipping school 
And this is not a message I want to send to my kids. We should be teaching them to follow all the rules no matter what. The language doesn't bother me in this movie. It's the idea that high school kids can get the better of the adults who are the authority. Okay, so hold up a minute. One, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that each of us are going to choose to raise our kids differently. There are rule followers out there. There are people who prioritize and value authority and the rules above all else. Just going to put a little reminder on the whole Hitler situation. Sometimes authority isn't doing the right thing, and there are reasons to buck that system. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just going to remind you a little bit about Ferris Bueller and what wisdom we can glean from it. Because remember, you're here because you're an entrepreneurial parent, which means you've chosen entrepreneurship, you've chosen to do things differently, and you're likely raising your kids up a little differently than the average person because you're not interested in raising average kids. Do you remember the way that school was portrayed in the movie? Like kids were falling asleep, blankly staring at the absolutely boring and uninspired teacher. Is that the message we want to send? Right? Like, so... Even though you're completely uninspired, even though this is boring, even though this isn't engaging your brain, even even though this isn't purposeful, still get those good grades, still focus, make sure you get that good job and find that spouse and get a mortgage and have kids and stay out of trouble. In other words, fall in line with this very simple definition of success. So I'm not arguing that we should promote skipping school or disrespecting authority. I think there are ways that you can teach kids to think critically and ask the right questions and push back on authority when appropriate, but in a respectful manner. But the truth is, when you think of the school system, they haven't really changed much over the years, and many of the skills that are needed for a successful life, especially as an entrepreneur, would actually get you in trouble in school. Just like Ferris, I have so many friends from childhood. So just a little backstory. My closest friends are still the same people I met in the first grade. I have this group of amazing friends that we have just stayed together through the years. And something about bonding in childhood that kept me really connected to them and walking through all the the moments in life together. You know, it's always harder for me to get really deep in connection with people now as an adult because I'm like, man, you just don't know my history, but these people know my history. And I have so many friends, specifically many of the guy friends, who were in school and they were the Ferris Bueller's. Like they were the goofballs. They were not paying attention. They were getting into trouble. And it's because they were bored out of their tree. Like they were so brilliant and they weren't being challenged because the system was just to operate this one way and a one size fits all for 30 kids in one classroom. But when you think about raising these entrepreneurial minded kids, I mean, I don't think you have to raise your kids necessarily to be an entrepreneur. They're going to go in the direction that they choose. But being entrepreneurial minded is really powerful, right? In business, it's smart to outsource and get someone else to, quote, do your homework if they're better at it than you. That would get you in trouble in school. Being creative in your approaches and challenging the norm or authority by questioning that status quo rather than Just simply accepting what you're told has led to some really great innovations in the world and new businesses and people who have really tapped into who they're called to be. But when you do that in the confines of a school setting, you're the troublemaker, right? You're the problem child. And in business, you can get rewarded for being disruptive and getting the attention of others. But in school, again, that means you're the class clown, right? You're going to the principal's office. As entrepreneurs, don't we value doing things our own way? It's kind of why we chose the path that we chose, 
Do we want our kids to feel powerless and enslaved to this very limited, straightforward, kind of boring definition of success? This is why we have chosen at this point, things could always change, homeschool for our kids, because it's very hard to teach this way of thinking in the container of a traditional school. You know, it's not that we want to raise rebel rousers or kids that are disrespecting authority. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying it's hard to toe that line. I was always taught this way. I was I was raised by entrepreneurs and I was taught to think critically. And it meant sometimes pushing back on that teacher respectfully or it meant saying no to reading something or doing something that they felt like was part of the curriculum but I felt like was wrong. So it sometimes got me in trouble because even though my mother raised me to do it very respectfully, it just wasn't the status quo. It wasn't how it was supposed to be done. So that's why we're trying to find ways to to breathe this into our children. And for us, it just felt most conducive in a homeschool setting for now. But I also want to raise them up to be able to do this even if they were in a school setting and to be okay with sometimes having a target on their back because they're doing that. And it's our job as parents to carefully introduce a set of skills that the schools are not going to teach them, right? Because they value the opposite of these skills. Entrepreneurial skills like resourcefulness, inventiveness, risk tolerance, persistence, positive outlook, seeing the bright side of things, it doesn't always align with how things are done. The end of the story is that Caitlin watched the movie with her girls, and in the last scene of the movie, Ferris is laying on the grass, very proud of the day that he created for himself. And he says, life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. And they went on to have this discussion about how there's a time and a place for falling in line, following the rules, doing what's expected of you. But there's also a time to make your own rules, to do things your own way, to pave your own path. And the values that they had as a family might look different than what are taught in school. They talked about how Ferris was ready to take on the world and had this attitude and the skills to see opportunities and the confidence to pursue them, excited about life, ready for whatever was thrown his way. That to me sounds just like an entrepreneur. Doesn't that sound like what we've chosen? So if you've gleaned any wisdom from Ferris over the years, like, we have on our team, I think one of the ways that you're going to solidify this and figure out, man, how do I fit in in a society and a system that isn't designed for me and the way that I think? I want to challenge you to go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north. There's the free workbook. I know I'm a broken record, but if you haven't done it yet, I'm not talking about like if you haven't downloaded it. I'm talking, have you printed it out and you've done it? This is going to be so helpful in the process of raising yourself up in leadership, choosing to be an entrepreneur, choosing to raise your kids in at least the entrepreneurial and leadership mindset, and to be crystal clear on when are the times that I just follow the path ahead and when are the times that I blaze my own trail. So head on over to luminaryleadershipcode.com forward slash true north. And like always, please share this. We're trying to infuse the support, the tools, the resources for parents like you, entrepreneurial parents like you, to do it right, to do the right things by your kids. 
and to have the support in the community and the understanding that this is a movement you are not alone. You are part of something bigger than you, and we're excited to be alongside you through it all. So please take a screenshot, share it to your stories, tag me at Eliz Hartke, and I love resharing your shares. Let's just do all the shares, okay? So thanks for your time today. Let's raise them up right. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. We pick a luminary each week from our social posts. So if you want to be entered into our Luminary of the Week drawing, then comment, save, and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.